Good morning, Wright County, and a blessed Sunday morning to you. Thank you for tuning in to the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour. My name is Paul Nickel. I'm pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Monticello, Minnesota. We are on the airwaves this morning to share a Christ-focused, cross-centered message of hope for a world in crisis. Jesus died for you so that you might live for him. We begin our radio worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The first reading for this, the third Sunday in Advent, comes from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Luke writes, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Gabriel announced to Mary that she would have a child, and that her child would be a great king. The child would inherit the throne of his ancestor David, and he would reign in great power and in might, and his kingdom would have no end. The ancient prophets of Israel had long foretold this reign of the Christ child and the glories of his kingdom. For example, 700 years before the birth of Christ, the prophet Isaiah had declared that Jesus' kingdom would be a kingdom of justice, righteousness, and peace. 
consider this reading from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The prophet writes, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light, and those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior and battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace." Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The psalm for today is Psalm 99. The Lord reigns, let the peoples tremble. He sits enthroned upon the cherubim, let the earth quake. The Lord is great in Zion, he is exalted over all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name, holy is he. The king in his might loves justice. You have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God. Worship at his footstool. Holy is he. Moses and Aaron were among his priests. Samuel also was among those who called upon his name. They called to the Lord, and he answered them. In the pillar of the cloud he spoke to them. They kept his testimonies and the statute that he gave them. O Lord our God, you answered them. You were a forgiving God to them, but an avenger of their wrongdoings. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain, for the Lord our God is holy. Shall we pray? Our God and our Father, we give you thanks for the kingdom of your Son, the kingdom of forgiveness, life, and salvation. We give you thanks that your Son has redeemed us from sin, death, and the devil, not with silver and gold, but with his holy and precious blood and his innocent suffering and death. Help us to receive his redemption by faith and to live under him in his kingdom 
serving him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, even as he is risen from the dead and lives and reigns for all eternity. Our God and our Father, you know all the needs of our suffering world, even before we ask. Therefore, we simply pray, Lord God, have mercy upon us all. Into your hands we commend ourselves, body and soul, and all that is ours. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. This morning, I would like to speak with you about a scripture passage long associated with the Advent season. The scripture passage comes from Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. In these verses, the Apostle Paul writes, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, Rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. These words from Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, convey great comfort and powerful encouragement for these challenging days. Let's go through this passage, verse by verse, and allow God's Word to speak to our hearts. The Apostle Paul begins in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, Rejoice. Can we really do this? Rejoice always, even in the face of sin, even in the face of death, even in the face of the devil himself? The answer is yes. We can indeed rejoice always. For we know that whatever evils may befall us in this life, the infinite grace and everlasting salvation of our God stand firm. No matter what, we know that Christ died on the cross and that he died for us. No matter what, we know that Jesus rose from the dead and that he rose for us. Because he died and rose again for us, we are forgiven of every sin. We are saved from every condemnation. We are guaranteed our own resurrection unto eternal life. When you realize these truths, when you accept them by faith, then you can't help but rejoice. Yes, there are troubles in this life. But the Bible says, this light and momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. Believing that, we really can rejoice in the Lord always. 
in Philippians chapter 4, verse 5, the Apostle Paul goes on to say, Let your gentleness be known to all. We Christians are to rejoice, and we are also to be gentle. Right now, I think it's especially important for us to be gentle. These days, with everything going on in the world, people have a lot on their plates. If we can deal with our neighbors in a spirit of gentle, Christ-like consideration, we can, perhaps, give our neighbors a dose of much-needed encouragement. The Bible says, Let your gentleness be known to all. The Bible says, Clothe yourselves with compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. It's our job to be gentle towards everyone, to be gentle towards our families and loved ones, to be gentle towards our schoolmates and co-workers, to be gentle towards those with whom we have differences of opinion, to be gentle towards friend and enemy alike. Philippians 4.5 says, Let your gentleness be known to all. Then the Apostle Paul says, The Lord is near, and the nearness of the Lord is a great and comforting gift. I am always reminded of the Lord's nearness to his people at Christmas time. In Matthew chapter 1, the Bible calls the Christ child Emmanuel, which means God with us. And indeed, on the very first Christmas, God's Son took on human flesh. He did so in order to draw near to us, in order to stand shoulder to shoulder with the human race. And even to this day, nothing can drive the Lord from our side. Jesus is near, now and always. The Bible says, Neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Perhaps the most heartbreaking aspect of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic has been the thousands of people who have suffered and died in isolation, in hospital rooms, without family or friends by their side. But the reality is, no Christian ever dies alone, not even in the age of COVID. No matter what, the Good Shepherd sticks by his sheep. No Christian ever lives alone, and no Christian ever dies alone. No Christian ever rejoices alone, and no Christian ever suffers alone. Jesus is always with us. Perhaps you are not able to see Jesus' presence as you would see the presence of other family members or friends. But nevertheless, Jesus is well and truly with you. He is near to you, no matter what. A famous Roman Catholic prayer called St. Patrick's Breastplate puts it like this, 
Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ within me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ at my right, Christ at my left, Christ in the fort, Christ in the chariot seat, Christ in the mighty stern. Yes, the Lord is near. Psalm 46 says God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalm 139 says, If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. Psalm 23 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Jesus promises, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Take Jesus at his word. Believe in your heart that he is always near, because he is. The Apostle Paul continues in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Do not worry about anything. This thought is connected to the previous thought about the nearness of the Lord. Think of how a very small child gets worried when his mom or his dad is far away. But when mom or dad is near, the small child knows that he is safe. The small child knows that the parent will surely protect and provide. When mom or dad is near, there is nothing to worry about. Citizens of Wright County, we are small children. But God is our infinitely powerful, infinitely loving, infinitely tender, always gracious Heavenly Father. And He is near. He will provide for all of our needs in life and in death. He will protect us from every enemy, the devil included. Our Heavenly Father is with us. Therefore, we have no need to worry. Instead of worrying, the Apostle Paul says, we are to pray. In Philippians 4, 6, Paul says, The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Sometimes, even though we understand that the Father is near, it does happen that Christians get worried. When worry happens, don't keep the worries to yourself. Share them with God. The Bible teaches us not to worry, but if we do worry, to pray. To pray persistently, to pray boldly, to pray thankfully, and to pray about everything under the sun. The Apostle Paul says, Do not worry about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Notice how Paul especially emphasizes thanksgiving. We should always give thanks when we pray, and there is much to be thankful for. We can give thanks for the blessings of the past. We can give thanks for the gifts of the present. Above all else, we can give thanks 
for the sheer goodness of God himself, who never changes. It is remarkable to me that so many Christians, myself included, do not spend more time in prayer. God has given us so many marvelous promises with respect to prayer. For example, the Bible says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. And the Bible says, The prayer of a righteous person has great power, as it is working. And Jesus says, If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. If we truly believed in these Bible promises, how much less do you think we would all worry? And how much more do you think we would all pray? And how many more blessings do you think we would experience in the Christian life? There is such great comfort in prayer, in giving our concerns to God, in releasing our worries to Him, so that He might deal with us according to His good and gracious will. As the old hymn goes, Oh, what peace we often forfeit! Oh, what needless pain we bear! All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Take these words to heart. Do not worry about anything but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Our scripture concludes with a wonderful promise in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. The Bible says to those who follow through on the teachings just described, The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I think that every person on this planet is searching for peace. And the good news of the Bible is, peace is available to us all. If you place your faith in Christ and follow His lead in life, then you can have it. Peace with God peace with your fellow human beings, peace with yourself. You can have peace in the midst of pandemic, peace in the midst of grief, peace in the midst of uncertainty, peace in the midst of suffering, peace in the midst of any and every situation. Citizens of Wright County, this Advent season, may you take to heart the teachings of Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. Relax in the nearness of God. Be gentle to everybody. Don't worry, but give everything to God in thankful prayer. And then, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will most definitely Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. In his name, amen. It's time now for a hymn. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, 
whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, It is well, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let his blessed assurance control that Christ hath regarded my helpless estate and hath shed his own blood for my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. My sin, O oh, the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin, not in part but in whole, is nailed to his cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O oh my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. And Lord, haste the day when the faith shall be sight, the clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound, and the Lord shall descend. Even so, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. Let's have an Advent prayer, and then the Apostles' Creed. O dearest Jesus, holy child, Make thee a bed, soft, undefiled, within my heart, that it may be a quiet chamber kept for thee. I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now we pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour. Our mission is to bring you a Christ-focused, cross-centered message of hope for a world in crisis. In John 14:6, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
Have you accepted Jesus Christ by faith as your personal Lord and Savior? If you would like to learn more about how to receive Jesus into your heart, please call Faith Lutheran Church in Monticello, Minnesota at 763-878-2092. Again, please call Faith Lutheran Church at 763-878-2092. You can also join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Please come join us. We're located in Silver Creek Township, just north of Lake Mariah State Park at 12449 Clementa Avenue Northwest. Google search Faith Lutheran Church Monticello to find our website or Facebook page. I would also like to invite you to join us for a special Christmas edition of the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour. We will be broadcasting right here on KRWC at 4 p.m. on Thursday, December 24th. Join us for hymns, scripture readings, and the Christmas gospel. Once again, please join us for a special Christmas edition of the Faith Lutheran Church Gospel Hour right here on KRWC at 4 p.m. on Thursday, December 24th. This has been Pastor Paul Nickel from Faith Lutheran Church. I'm signing off the airwaves for now. But remember this, the Lord is near.